have some exciting news to share. I know that this COVID situation has everyone's lives turned upside down, especially with school starting back soon and all of the uncertainties. It's been tough on your kids and it's going to continue to be for a while. So while I love teaching newbies the ins and outs of Canacross, what I truly love is teaching kids. I have three little ones of my own that I was homeschooling before the coronavirus hit. I also used to teach environmental education classes in South Carolina before I became a mom and moved to Virginia, and I truly love teaching children. So why not teach Canacross to kids? I've been doing it with my kids for a while, and now more than ever, kids need a safe outlet to get out of the house and get some much-needed exercise. And why not have fun with the family dog, too? Canacross can be a great family sport, so I'm going to start teaching virtual beginner Canacross classes for children. The age range is 6 to 12, and sessions will run for four weeks on Zoom. We'll cover what Canacross is, other dog-powered sports, choosing correct equipment and why it's necessary, learning commands, plus lots of interactive time for stories, questions, games, and even introducing our dogs to each other. For all the info and upcoming dates, send me a message at canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com. Hey, trail runners. Welcome back to the Canacross Made Simple podcast, where we break down the basics of getting started in Canacross. If you're a beginner interested in learning more about the sport of Canacross and having it explained as simple as possible, then you've come to the right place. Hey, I'm Shannon Wasak, and today we're answering more great listener questions. I hope you're as excited as I am. Enjoy. Welcome back to this episode of the Canacross Made Simple podcast, where we break down the basics of getting started in Canacross. I'm excited for today's show. Today's topic is something I see a lot in Facebook groups, so it's something that I really wanted to cover. We're going to talk about reactive dogs and how Canacross can benefit this behavior. I know that this is an issue for a lot of you, so I hope that this episode helps. Before we get into Canacross, let's look a little more into what a reactive dog looks like. The science background in me likes to look at the whole picture and not just at the pieces. So first, let's talk about what a reactive dog looks like. According to the Dumb Friends League website, A quick side note, I don't know why the website is named this, but I thought it had a good explanation, so here we go. I'll link to it in the show notes too. Reactivity is not aggression. Aggression means intent to do harm, and though reactivity can look aggressive in nature when your dog is barking and lunging on leash, there is no intention to do harm. Many reactive dogs live well with other dogs or play well at dog parks because reactivity is just your dog reacting to a specific stimulus. Dogs can be reactive to a variety of different stimuli, like people, other dogs, and bicycles. There are many different reasons for reactivity and different levels of intensity. So why does reactivity occur? Frustration. Some dogs, if restrained by a barrier like a leash or fence, can become aroused or excited at the sight of a person, dog, or object. For example, when your dog is on leash and tries to pull towards a specific stimulus, they're met with attention from the leash, which leads to frustration and escalates the behavior to reactivity. Fear could be another reason. Some dogs become fearful at the sight of a person, dog, or object. This may be the result of a specific scary experience that occurred in your dog's life or due to lack of socialization. Either way, as the person, dog, or object gets closer, your dog is unable to leave due to the leash, which then forces your dog to face the specific stimulus causing reactivity. Then there's learned behavior. When some dogs see a stimuli, like a person, dog, or object, and proceed to approach but are met with an aversive, like being pulled back on the leash, they may begin to associate the jerk on the leash to the people, dogs, or objects. This results in them reacting to the stimuli when first seen, which often results in more tension on the leash and over time an escalation in behavior to reactivity. 
So how can you cane across if you have a reactive dog and why would you even want to try? One reason is it's a safer outlet for your dog to burn off energy. They're securely attached to you via a bungee lead. The bungee lead is made of elastic that will absorb any jarring movements, which makes it more comfortable for both you and your dog. Once dogs are in the excitement of the run, they also tend to focus more on their job of running with you instead of what usually triggers them. That being said, what are some steps that you can take to help your reactive dog if you're going to try cane crossing with them? Let's go over a few. These may not all work for you, but I hope that something will be helpful to you and your dog. First, work on strong commands, such as on by or leave it, and keeping your dog's attention with a command like watch me. Practice these in a controlled environment until your dog is successful. Gradually build up the distractions and vary the environment until these commands are strong before venturing out to cane across. Once you and your dog have these commands strongly established, then you can move on to a trail. If your dog is reactive to people or other dogs, then start with a trail that is less populated until you're confident that your teamwork is still strong and the commands that you have been working on in the controlled environment are still established. You can also vary the equation by trying to run with a friend and their dog before exposing your dog to unknown dogs or people that you may encounter on trails. If your dog is having trouble, then go back a step and continue working in the controlled environment until your dog is ready. I know that it can be hard to wait, but setting your dog up for success can go a long way in having a successful long-term canicross life together versus rushing it and your dog having another bad experience that sets you back. Another recommendation is running with a shorter bungee line. The standard canicross line is 2 meters, but there are shorter options such as the Bono's line, which is 1.2 meters. I myself have used the shorter line for a while now. I bought it to use with my Jack Russell since she is so little, but I also use it with my other dogs too. It makes it easier to keep your dog under control when needed. Having your dog wear yellow is another option. Thanks to the efforts of the Yellow Dog Project, quote, Yellow dogs are dogs who need space. They are not necessarily aggressive dogs, but more often are dogs who have issues of fear, pain from recent surgery, are a rescue or shelter dog who has not yet had sufficient training or mastered obedience, are in training for work or service, are in service, or other reasons specific to the dog, end quote. A yellow bandana or yellow bow on the lead are just a couple signs to signify that your dog needs space. I've even seen instances of the dog's human wearing yellow with a clear message on an article of clothing stating, my dog needs space. Having your dog wear a muzzle is also something to consider. You can cane across with your dog if they wear the correct type of muzzle. It needs to be properly fitted and have enough room for your dog to pant and drink freely. The Baskerville muzzle is one such example. This is something that should be introduced slowly and in a positive way, but can be a great option for reactive dogs. DogFit UK has a great blog post written on the subject that I'll link to in the show notes. If you're lucky enough to have a canicross group in your area, this can also be a promising possibility. Usually people in these groups are like-minded dog lovers that understand your concerns and struggles. Most people in these groups will respect your dog's space and help you if they can. Try running at the back of the group where it would be less stimulating for your dog versus in the middle. When you're out on the trails, be sure to have good communication with other runners and dogs. If you do feel confident enough to pass, give plenty of room and loudly call out, Reactive dog passing! Otherwise, move off to the side of the trail until it's safe for you to continue. Unfortunately, we live in a world full of digital distractions these days, so always be aware of others as they aren't always aware of you. And a few general things to consider. Your dog is very aware of your energy. If they pick up on your anxiety, it's probably going to increase theirs. I know that I can feel this with my dogs. So try and remain calm and hopefully that will benefit your dog's behavior. 
Also, I know that we live in a fast-paced world and seem to be on the go and in a rush to fit everything in. But it's important to take your time with your dog, especially when they're reactive. Give them plenty of time to sniff and go to the bathroom in the beginning of your run and at the end. Don't rush them as this will help to reduce the pressure and anxiety for your dog and you, the human. So what does a reactive dog look like that has found Canacross and benefited from it? The DogFit UK blog has quite a few stories highlighting how beneficial Canacross can be for reactive dogs. I'm going to read a couple excerpts from one of their blog posts and I'll link to it in the show notes as well. Alexis Fisher shares her story about how Canacross has helped her rescue dogs transition from living rough on the streets of Spain to gaining confidence, socialization skills, and ultimately a closer bond with her and her husband. Alexis says, We invested in animal behaviorists and positive reinforcement trainers to try to help Bert and Vic. It was a very slow process as they had no previous experience of being domestic pets and had pretty much been left to their own devices. They needed toilet training and Vic was frightened of my husband Matt and would bark every time he moved. They were both very reactive and I used to dread walking them as I would be pulled down the street with them lunging and barking at people. Initially, we had no relationship with them outside of the house, and they had such high prey drives and would not make eye contact with us and therefore could not go off lead due to their lack of reliable recall. As the months passed, we improved a lot, but still had issues with reactivity towards joggers and cyclists. Over the last four months that we have been attending Canacross classes, we have seen a real change in Bert and Vic's behavior. They are generally more relaxed and affectionate at home and are now able to tolerate joggers and cyclists passing by. I still need to bring them close to me and reassure them, but they are not lunging at every single one they see, which is such a welcome improvement. So there you go. If you have a reactive dog, I hope that this episode has given you some hope and somewhere to start with your dog. I'd love to hear from you and your experience, so please be sure to join our Canacross community at bit.ly forward slash learn Canacross. The safety of you, your dog, and others should always be top priority. So take the time and necessary training to ensure everyone has a fun, safe experience while out on the trails. That's it for today's show. Don't forget to join our Facebook community at bit.ly forward slash learn Canacross and submit your questions for the show. You can also leave us a voice message with your question at speakpipe.com forward slash Canacross made simple. And with your permission, we'll post your question on the show. If you're liking the show, please subscribe and leave us a review so we can spread the word about this great sport. So get those tails on the trails, and until next time, bye for now. Still have questions? If you feel you need a little more one-on-one time, I'm now offering 30-minute coaching, aka strategy sessions, to give you more personalized attention. We'll hop on Zoom and clear up any confusion you're having with equipment, commands, getting your dog to pull, etc. If this sounds like something you need, please email me at canacrossmadesimple at gmail.com and we'll make it happen.